officially living in the future. <laughs> You're back with your girls, Jen and Kai, for another dope episode of Tits and Teeth. So here's the deal, darlings. We had so much wonderful content from Mr. J. Madges that we were able to split his interview into two episodes. And this week, you get to hear part two of our time with Jay, where we discuss all things diversity, from opening up our casting imaginations to Jay wanting to only do new creative work so he can help create more diverse jobs in the future, discussing the lack of education when it comes to Asian cultures and casting, and how the landscape of our society is changing in the most positive of ways. So here we go again. Get ready for more awesome insights from Jay. But first, we got to hear the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kai. Hi, Jen. It's the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kyla. Oh my God. Babes, give me your tops and tails. My tops and tails. Okay, yeah. it was such a fun, wonderful New Year's. I had the best night. I gigged a bunch and it was wonderful mm-hmm. and good things. On New Year's night as well, I got home and Brendan just made, it was like just after midnight and he made pizza. And then we put on the fireworks around the world, like Australia oh, and London. Cute. It's my favorite. Yeah, those tops. That's how we like. That's how we brought it in. It was okay. absolutely wonderful and the best. And with money Which, in the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And, like, we had um, we had like a glass of champagne afterwards as well. But then I was perfectly fresh the next day mm. too. So I was like, oh, this is mm. this is fancy way to start 2019. I was like, I like it. <laughs> Um, and then my tails is that I've already had to go to the dentist in 2019. You had to go again. Yeah, I had to go back a couple of times. <laughs> and that's expensive. And I was sitting there with, like, my mouth open <laughs> on the dentist chair. And I was, like, thought in my head as he's, like, drilling on the inside of my mouth. I was like, cool, this is my tails. <laughs> Clock it. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it, man. I mean, it's like... Still, it's still... Yeah, just, what about you, baby? We're just starting. Okay, so my tops. Um, again, always watching new shows, apparently. But um, just finished watching both season one and two of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If I nobody know. has seen it yet. If you have, it's on Amazon Prime, like Prime Video, uh, which is a random spot to get it. But so worth it. A, but like, you can stream the, it, right? Like, yeah, you can well, stream that's Prime. oh, can you? I don't yeah, even know. because Brent literally started because I oh. I'd only heard about it because of you. Yeah, and so then it's been playing in our house for the last couple of days. So I've been like sneaking. Past and does he back. love it? He is obsessed. Obsessed. It's the writers from the Gilmore Girls. Their writing yeah. is so funny, and every character like is so well-rounded and in-depth and nobody's just surface and then it's like it's in the I think we're in the 50s um upper west side 50s girl like figuring her life out the fashion is on point and then Um, it's still like all the sexism and stuff like that but then from the woman's perspective and she's fighting it and and like going about it in like the subtle ways that women had to in the 50s be like you know what we can't fight this but we gotta and like going around different ways but like still getting exactly what she wants and like and all the time they're like they all these bookers look at her and they're like she doesn't look funny why doesn't she look funny because she looks oh yeah because she's a comedian right yeah she's a comedian and so she looks stunning but then just like goes out and slays and she's so 
freaking funny and the writing is so good. But her and her manager, every time before she goes out, she goes, they go, tits up. And they're just like, they're doing what we're doing. We're in a performance-based business. Like, tits up, teeth out. Sell them, Let's show go. them what you got, and do it yeah. with some class. But then maybe a few yeah. swear words. <laughs> <Tee>. <laughs> I, I know. She was yeah. like, I was like, girl, yes, girl, yeah. go. Um, and then my tales this week is that it was New Year's Eve. Yes, it was New Year's Eve day. And uh, <laughs> I had a full cry during the day. I'm like, could it just, you know, oh. like having a time, right? And Dan was like, is everything okay? I was like, yeah. And I think I just like, you know, I'll hit. I haven't been, I haven't seen my family since August and I haven't been home and it's been a long, like, you know, half a year. And you're just like, oh, okay. Just had a little cry, but, you know, still went out and partied and did the thing and rang in the new year. Like, you know, was happier later. Like a champ. But everybody needs a cry. Just like full crying for no reason in the car. Just like, (laughs) my poor boy. Well, that's how you finished 2018. And then you started 2019 with a smile. That's good. Oh, jeez, with a big old smile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just people, right? Like, yeah. People with all of these emotions, and some days you just yeah. need a good cry, and that's okay. And then, and then you feel so much better. And I was like, ready to take on the night. We had a show. We had a New Year's Eve show, and and stuff. So it was nice with a surrounded by all the peeps. So that's the tops and tails, man. That's the tops and tails, man. Starting twenty nineteen, yo. Yes, let's do it now. Throwing it back to Jay Magic. Throwing it back to Jay. Swish. <laughs> Time for 60 seconds with the Godfather. Who's the Godfather? Jenikai, the Godfather. Who are we with? We're with Jay Matches. And he's going to answer rapid fire questions in 60 seconds. Here we go. Are you ready? I am. It's time for 60 seconds with the Godfather. It's 60 seconds with the Godfather. Not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50. It's 60 seconds with the Godfather. <laughs> Three, two, one. You got the first question. Fashion icon. Iris Apple. Who is your favorite diva singer? Um, oh, shoot. Whitney Houston, all time. Choose one, black or white. All black or all white. Uh, <laughs> for a six-week contract, what's the average number of suitcases you bring? Three. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Like. How, how much of that would be all black? Uh, 95%. <laughs> what color is the other 5%? White. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Give us your best riff. A five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> it's too early. Too early, <laughs> I'm doing my one hour warm up. I'm Love sorry. It. You're fine. Do you think Mariah Carey can sing as high as you? She can sing way higher. She's like a five octave range. Have you heard her new album? Okay, sorry. <laughs> that is 60 seconds. Oh, no, but this is so good. Okay, Jay, you're getting this one. How many views has your Glee YouTube video got? I th- oh, God. I think exactly. it's like, I think it's like 70-something thousand, which ah! in the grand scheme of things isn't very much. Look, but it's literally, my- I forgot about it, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to go watch that again. You're like, because it was eight years ago. Guys, it's my favorite thing to share. <laughs> okay, we're back with Jay Magis because how could we not? Um, oh. His episode flew by way too quickly because he <laughs> is so amazing oh. and wonderful, and we had more questions. <laughs> we have all the questions. All oh. the questions. And just having so much fun with you, too. <laughs> I know. Right? I'm like, well, it's like, like you know, 
like you it's for like it's for the podcast but it's also like just hanging out with friends do you know what I mean like as opposed to like so and being like formal (laughs) like okay we are gonna go we're gonna roll back into diversity and seeing it in theater film television everywhere yeah um do you think there is an appropriate number of Asian representatives on stage and in film? No. And, okay, <laughs> no. great. Perfect. I was thinking about this when you were talking about, like, all of these wonderful musicals that you've been in yeah. the ground floor from. And you're talking about, like, making change and having that. Being in the ground floor of these of those musicals, though, like, you're actually creating new work and more work for diverse audiences. Yeah. Like, that will then last yeah. forever. yeah. Once they are hits and do stuff, if regional productions can do them, then they spread even more. And you're yeah. making more work for a yeah. diverse Like people. growing up and, and just like, and realizing that like, as opposed to me wanting to do stuff for just like selfishly, um, I, it was just like a thing where I, um, where I was just like, I just want to be part of original work. Um, you know, it's a, I feel like it can, that can seem a little, it can seem a little like snobby to say that like, I only want to be part of original work, but it's like, I only wanted to be a part of original work because I wanted to like create opportunity. And it's like knowing that if I was in this show, you know, everyone knows like, it's like, they're going to look for someone who's like me. Like I've gone for roles where it's like, can we see you in this role? And it has nothing to do with my talent or my abilities. It's just yeah. like it's like face the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's like, like well, no could you not imagine that. me to like playing it? And you know, yeah. and like I know for a fact that a lot of the time I would not get past the like submission stage of an audition process just based on my headshot. Mm-hmm. Like there were yeah. like a lot of the auditions that I had. Or, or shows that I booked when I first moved back from doing ships in 2008 and 2009, when I was like transitioning back into like the like Toronto scene and mm-hmm. all of that, and like the Canadian musical theater scene in general. Uh, before I had an agent, I and even when I first got my agent, um, I wasn't getting auditions, mm-hmm. and it would always be like at the last minute because someone had canceled that they were like, "Fine, let Jay come in," and then they would hear me sing, and then I would like get the part yeah but it was like you know yeah. and it's just you like were the afterthought yeah and it's just like because it's like the imagination the, yeah it, well, it was never played by somebody you who know what I mean? like you, exactly so. so it's like that's why i've always been driven to be like if i can be ahead of that then i can help implement the change for the future yeah. exactly so, yeah um but you know like i i definitely like i don't want to say that there's no asian representation there is Um, things have to be like commercial, you know, Mm -hmm. like I always knew my parents always talked about like working as in like, are you going to move back to the Philippines and become a singer or actor there? Because it's like everyone there is Filipino. So it's like, it's like almost a level playing field, except for then you get into the hierarchy of like looks even there where it's like lighter people are the ones who get more work or it's like they have like more Western features. So like even talking to my parents about that, they're like, well, why don't you go back to the Philippines? I'm like, well, I don't look like Filipino movie stars or, or singers. You know what I mean? Like they all look sometimes like they're not even Filipino. I watched, there was something on Bollywood recently that I watched as well. And yeah, they're all like, the Bollywood actors want to admit it, but they're all getting like plastic yeah, surgery and they, everything like that they don't look yeah. Indian. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like, 
they 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 do injections to lighten their skin. Yeah. There's like yeah, products to lighten it, like everything so that it's like but you're erasing your like your heritage and your race and it's like so yeah. you kind of are like in between and that's why I, there was always that argument I had with my parents when they would say that I'm like, "Well, there I'm still fighting the exact same stereotypes mm-hmm. whereas here it's like I'm actually just like a Filipino person." going against other people or other age, like, do you know what I mean? So it, it wasn't yeah. like, I feel like it's even not worse over there, but it's just like, it it's would be harder. Prevalent. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still prevalent. It's still, it would, I would still be in the same position mm-hmm. being who I am and what I, I look like and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah. So we're going to ask you about comparisons between USA and Canada, but do you think yeah. that in Canada it's getting better or I think in general, slowly? especially like I can only speak for myself as an Asian actor, a Filipino actor. I feel like throughout my career um, over the last, I mean, in general, there's still like stereotypes or um, portrayals that I still don't believe in, or I think are incorrect. And they happen a lot for the sake of comedy. They happen a lot for the sake of just like, plain old ignorance Mm -hmm. of like cultures um you know like I was asked one time to play um like a a a Chinese butler who only spoke Mandarin but it's like I'm Filipino Filipino (laughs) and I don't speak Mandarin and you know but it's just like one of those things where you're just like you never know what the, the the person who is like casting or directing or or the, who is like part of that team, what they're thinking. Um, but sometimes I feel like the Asian kind of representation and just the I don't want to say the political correctness, but just addressing their their issues like as a as a community aren't as far along as as other people of color or ethnicities so i feel Mm, like you know like it can be like oh they're asian so they can play any part but it's like no you're you know what i mean yeah and it's like and sometimes yeah yeah. and sometimes there is there is a little bit of space for interpretation but sometimes when like things are very like culturally specific and it's also about having the pool to draw from of like actors, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's yeah. like there's not yeah, a big pool. there yeah. isn't a pool, like you know. And, <laughs> it's a kitty. It's pool. it's it's a puddle. <laughs> so you know what I mean. And it's like I can name all of them in like on both my hands in Canada, you know. So it's just like it's one of those things where it's hard. But it's also the thing of representation because like when I wanted to go into this career, my parents were like, who out there makes you think you can do it? They don't disbelieve in my uh, like my abilities and my talents, <laughs> but they know the world that we live in. They know the, the country we live in. They know so, how like, things they were protecting are. You? Yeah. Oh, and they were like, yeah. And they're like, you know, you can't do this because it's like, there aren't opportunities for you. Yeah. And I was like, it's but sad I, that parents have to have that conversation with their do you children. Know what I mean? like, but it's like, oh. my parents are also immigrants from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, like my dad just celebrated his 40th year in Canada mm-hmm. um, this past uh-huh. last week. But it's just like, you know, they experienced coming into Canada as immigrants in the seventies and have like seen where the world has gone from then till now Mm -hmm. and see how 
and know how much they wish it would be even further along. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. to see their son deal with certain things like that. They're like, well, we don't want yeah. him to deal with that. Mm-hmm. They're like, being an actor isn't, isn't a viable option for us. Right. You know? And okay. because they don't see it out there. They don't yeah, see yeah. someone out there. And, and a lot of the time, people who are of like half or Filipino heritage don't represent themselves as that. Like there are a lot of like famous people like now and from before who are like half Filipino or Filipino and no one knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just don't. They don't share it. They'll be like, I'm a Latina mix. Like, you know what I mean? Or like something like that. And you're like, like, you're all Filipino. You know what I mean? But it's because they, because of all the stereotypes and all of the like, the microaggressions of like, just of the business and knowing that it's like something that you can't share because then it just puts you into a box, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Keeping ourselves available. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that, uh, that master of none episode? It's in the first season. Yes. We're like, oh, fuck. We're all auditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're like, man, you're not going to do it with an Indian accent. He's like, I don't have an Indian accent. Why would I do it? And they go in and they're like, could you, could you do it with like an Indian accent? Yeah. Well, I had a moment where, when I did Lacage. Yeah. Where, um, I went in and I like, like, I always like, I prepare, mm-hmm. like I prepare. I mean, as everyone should, you prepare for your audition. You know? <laughs> I prepare. I prepare. But you know for what I mean? For a national you know tour I mean? as well. You're like, <laughs> and like, what are my choices? Yeah. But yeah. But it's like, you have to make your choices and you have to know what the role you're playing is, all of that stuff. And I was playing the role of Jacob or auditioning for the role of Jacob. And I went in and I was like, okay, I, um, it's like the 70s early 80s or like I think it's 70s it's been a million years um and this character if I'm playing it will be Filipino you know um and if I'm playing it and it's in the 70s and I'm playing like a a housekeeper slash like butler to this like French family I'm like I'm not from France right do you know what I mean and I'm like and like Everyone in the show basically has just like a general like North American kind of yeah, just RP, like Western. Whatever, yeah. yeah. But I was like, I can't come in with that because it's like, that would be my trajectory. Like, because it's like, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make yeah. sense. So it doesn't make sense story wise. It's like, you would definitely be, I would definitely be from the Philippines and I would move there as like, uh, as like a housekeeper or the butler and and so I was like I would have a Filipino accent, yes. and that was what and time you where went I, into the audition. And I went that into to them. the audition and okay. presented it to them, and they were like, um, "Maybe don't go so like extreme and like strong with it." And they're like, "Just because." Also, like it was like my second time auditioning in in New York. Yeah, and they were like, you know, just like sing for them. They're gonna be like amazed by your singing, and then just like move along with it. And then so it kind of got lost in in the the shuffle of things and by the time we got to like rehearsal into like previews of the tour and then on tour I just spoke like I speak and it was like weird because the producers kept saying like there's like something weird where it seems to um he's coming off to like strong okay he's coming off to um like mean and and I was like 
okay. And they kept like trying to like redirect me. And I yeah. was like, I worked with the director who won the Tony for this yeah, 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 <laughs> for directing yeah. this show. I, I'm like, I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. And, um, so I was talking with George Hamilton was the star of that yeah, show. Yeah. And I was talking with George one, one night at drinks and he was like, have you ever thought of doing the, the role with a Filipino accent? And I was like, I auditioned with a Filipino accent <laughs> yeah, and I wanted yeah. to reintroduce it. Mm-hmm. That and, was my initial instinct. Yeah. yeah. And uh, because they even like questions like my preparation for the role. They were like, how much did you prepare oh. and all of this stuff? It was a very hard time. And, um, yeah. and they, so essentially it was because I didn't have an accent that they felt there, th- that there was like such a negative cloud around my character. And did and they that, not like, feel like they could ask you just to yeah, just well, say it? I mean, they didn't, Maybe I don't think, didn't. I don't think they, they really they realized, realized it. it. And yeah. it's like, and it's like one thing, it kind of like plays into like how I want to be portrayed because it obviously it's like, I don't want to always just have to do an accent because I don't have an accent, yeah. like a Filipino yeah. accent. But also it's like, I knew that within like the context of the role, it's appropriate. It was appropriate. Um, Yeah, exactly. But for them, I think it was a little, it was easier for them to like digest Mm -hmm. how the character was because of the accent. So it was like, it's a very like weird double-edged sword with like, like portraying and all of that stuff. And, um, and they ended up being like, oh my gosh, you're so funny. And I was like, I'm doing exactly the same acting choices yeah, but with yeah. The just have a just i just have an accent okay so then that and it was like the, softened how, them it yeah. softened it and then they like did it rub it. did they did that kind of rub you the wrong way though you can of like, course mm. it'll always <laughs> you know what i mean because it's like things where you know there's there's always an appropriate time to do for things like that and mm-hmm. it's like at that point i was like it's appropriate yeah, but like yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not just gonna throw in an, uh, an accent because I'm for no reason because I look because I look li- the way I do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were just having a conversation before even about um, Australia and just like Australia in proximity to Asia, we're so close. And so a typical Australian, like people think that we're you know blonde haired, blue eyes, like surf. But a typical yeah. Australian, we're Asian. Do <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like any yeah. any like colonized country that has just like a Western world country. Yeah. Like Attached you're in the it. East, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like you. It's like people immigrate there. Yeah. So it's like it becomes you know a multicultural mm-hmm. place as opposed to some place where it's just like a pure kind of like ethnicity in that country. (laughs) So it's just like, it's funny when people are be like, Oh, you're, yeah, you, you know look I mean? like, like a, uh, you're Australian. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> you're like, no, I look yeah. like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, the majority of us are we're either Asian or we're Aboriginal, and then yeah. then we're English. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Can we talk to you about your last love a of little course. bit? Of yeah. course. So, um, can you tell us how? Because how long were you with that show? So, here lies love happened. Actually, I finished. Um, Lacage, and I was like in a kind of depression. I was like, I'm never gonna work again. That was like <laughs> the peak of my career. I'm never gonna do anything again. And um, and then here lies love. Kind of just like happened. The my agents again asked me if I wanted to audition for the show, and I was like, Do they know that I already <laughs> auditioned for them? And he was like, What? When? And I'm like, I went into an open call, like 
ECC. Oh my gosh, like no Ripley Greer. Yes. And like City, auditioned and like signed up and did all of that stuff. And I like sang for them and they were like, who are you? And I was like, Jay Magis. Like, where are you from? I'm like, Toronto. And they were like, oh. Goodbye. Um, and it kind of just like ended. Um, but I think by the time, like this was like cut to like two years later, or two years change later, they were like ready to do the premiere at the public theater. Um, and I think they had already like gone through the majority of like Filipino actors and Asian yeah. actors in New York and were open to seeing other people. Yeah. So my agents were like, can you put up, like, can you do a video, submit a video and then just like send it, let them watch it and see if there's any traction. Yeah. And yeah. they were like, yeah, tell them to come in. So I went in did a call back and then there was like three of us left and then they're like so it's going to be one of you three and then i went back home Looking to around canada room, you're like, cool, and then I, paper right <laughs> and then i found out that they were like still unsure and i was like okay so we i was just like i guess i'm not doing it because they're yeah. like they want you to come back to um, to New York, and I'm like, I can't afford to come back to New York. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally, I'm just like waiting for mega bus sales so that <laughs> I can like take the Get 13 hour the bus. Sales. Yeah, because <laughs> I was going back and forth, and I'm like, it's it's it costs so much money um, to yeah. fly down there at the time, and I was just like, I yeah, I can't go, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So um, my agent was like, well, you know what, maybe just like do a video. And, you know, knowing what you did at your callback and then, and, and audition again. Yeah. And then just be like, you know, knowing all the, all the direction stuff they gave you. Yeah. Um, so I did it, the video and then I got the show off of my second video. (laughs) I mean, at the mega boss, you didn't even have to wait for that sale. (laughs) Sometimes they're a dollar, you know, and you're like, I may as well buy it. I don't know if I'm going, but it's a dollar. So I'm going to buy the ticket. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us about the premise? So the, the so the premise of the show, it was written by David Byrne, who was, um, the lead singer of the talking heads. So he's like rock royalty um and fat boy slim also um yeah. wrote um a lot of the like produced a lot of the like beats and stuff yeah, like that for the initial right. I um, forgot project that. this is cool so um <laughs> yeah so they'd been workshopping it for a while and then they were ready to do it um at the public and um so it's basically the the concept album was about um, Imelda Marcos, who mm-hmm. was the first lady of the Philippines, the first lady for a long time because the country basically became a dictatorship. Yeah. And it turned into like a really extravagant life. There was like embezzlement of like like government funds that they were like taking. Yeah. I mean, there was just an article in the, in the Times, I think a few weeks ago, where they were like convicting her still of like crimes that they had done <laughs> so long ago because she's back in the Philippines now and is like a governor or like a congresswoman. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Insane. Yeah. Um, and, but there's like billions of dollars that went missing. Yeah. That, um, that they took and put in like offshore accounts and like Switzerland and all of that kind of stuff. And they just lived this crazy lavish life while the the country and its people just became like so poor mm-hmm. until they had like a civil movement to kind of um overtake the yeah. the like the dictatorship 
And then they were what they a were fantastic concept for yeah. musicals yeah. slash like yeah, yeah. So terrible, I mean everyone was like it's kind of like the Filipino Evita, but it was like it's yeah. it was very different <laughs> yeah. in just like how things happen there. Um and yeah, so it was staged in this like immersive um staging where uh, it's basically set in a club. Yeah. And you kind of like oh. move in like a clockwise direction. It keeps moving and there's like a, a performance like stage in the middle and then catwalks. Every single surface of, of the space is like projected on. Yeah. It's like, it's insane. Like Whoa. even like our entrances is all like mud flaps. Like, you know that you see in yeah, like butcher yeah, shops. Yeah. yeah. So it's like so that they can project and will like burst out of things. And it's, it was so... It was one of the most, like, beautiful um, experiences and, like, processes that I've ever been a part of. Just because of, like, it being a Filipino show um, and just, like, finding that community, especially in another country. Yeah. And being, like, feeling so connected to people that, you know, have a similar experience to me. Being, like, a first-generation child of, like, immigrant Filipino parents. Like, all of that stuff. Yeah, so it was just, like, a really cool concept, and it did really well in yeah. New York. And, you know, people still talk about it to this day, but, like, when it's going to happen, so. Yeah. Fingers crossed for it. Fingers crossed you know, for it. <laughs> of everything, you know. I just, like, and, and, you know, and I, I, I want to, like, split myself into 12 people and, oh. like, be a part of everything. I mean, but that's such a, a fantastic problem to have. Yeah, right? yeah especially. Like, uh, <laughs> but that's amazing, especially because we were talking about diversity and how sometimes it has potentially limited you yeah. in the past. Yeah. And so to be at that point now. Yeah. Where is, it's it's like serving me in my career. Yeah. Where it's like it's the fantastic. reason why. It's like, oh, we need a Filipino. And I'm like, here I am. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Whereas before. Which means like, that your voice and yeah. those stories are out there, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I auditioned for... I can't even remember what theater company it is. I won't even say it, but um, they, it was for a production of White Christmas. And I was like, I need to work. This is the amount of time I have. Cause I actually had turned down another job because I was like, like when I say like do stuff that makes you happy, I was like, I'm going to my cousin's wedding. There's no way I'm missing my no cousin's way. wedding. So I was like, I'm not doing this job. And you know, my agents were like, you're dumb. And I'm like, well, this is my life. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is my life, you yeah. know? And um, so I'm like, this is the amount of time I have. So let's see what shows are available to me. One show. White Christmas. White Christmas. <laughs> and so I went in. You have like, to tap uh, in that show too. And I was like, let me just dust off my tap shoes from Sheridan. Because you know I haven't been keeping up with my flaps. And I was like, uh, I mean, Kyla, you know. <laughs> Dance Captain for Shrek. <laughs> Rat feet. <laughs> no taps on these ones. Um, they were jazz shoes. Right? Jazz shoes. Soft shoe. So, but yeah, I, I pulled out my tap shoes and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this audition. I'm going to like give them all the port bra and face and perform it from like the knees up <laughs> and you're, you're, you're going to forget that I'm not making the sounds and you're going to hear the sounds from the other people. And, uh, but when I went in and I was like, Hey, um, this for white Christmas. And someone actually said to me, you know, this is for white Christmas, right? (gasps) And I was like, yeah. And like, but yeah, like before my audition. And I was like, 
put on your fucking shoes, Jay, and let's do this. And you show them why. I hope you, you know what I mean. <laughs> I did book it. Good, good, good. Because yeah, you, you know what I mean. But then I ended up turning it down because I got a movie instead. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But it's like, and and that was like did better for myself. But it was just like one of those things where you're like. Yeah. And then, so it's just nice to be able to be a part of something where it's like, that isn't even a factor, like within a Filipino show or just like a show where it's like open, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. I hope that Uh, you know that. Mulan Rouge is very like, Mulan Rouge is very diverse. They were just like open. They were like, who can play the part? Yeah. Who's the best for this part? Who who can play it? Who do we, exactly. Um, You know, like, Satine is played by Karen Olivo. She is of like Latinx, uh, like, but she's also, um, her mom, it's either her mom or her dad, but she has like Asian, like Chinese, but like, like very mixed. Yeah. And, and when, when she was hired, people were like, uh, Satine's supposed to be white. And it's like, no. Satine's whoever. Do you know what I mean? Satine is just a, a character. Yeah, she happened you know I mean? to be Nicole Kidman a, in a yeah, movie. But, but it's that, like, it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And, and and it got to the point, like, they even almost had her in a red wig. And then they were like, it looks weird in a red wig. So then she has her, like, her dark brown hair. Yeah. And, and, and you know what I mean? And it's one of those things where you're like, it, it's a story that you're telling with people as opposed to, like, a biography. Yes. Of an actual yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, and if you tell the story like good enough, then it's like, you sometimes don't even need that. And we've already proved it with like Hamilton yes. because it's like, you can, you can tell a story and yeah. have a great written musical and, and tell that story with whoever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it works with and people look past it. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, it was, it's nice to be in this because like we said, I'm like, Hopefully, you know, they look for someone like me or they look for someone. But it's also just like even having like a drag queen in the show. Yeah. Is, I mean, we haven't even touched on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's is, is an honor. And being the only drag queen and like having been in shows with other drag. It's just like the landscape of our of our like society is like shifting towards more acceptance. And where like, you know, shows like Drag Race is... Like yeah. mainstream and like mm-hmm. popular. And on Netflix. And on Netflix. Where so and everyone everything. has access to it. You know what I mean? It. Yeah. And it's just like. It's changing things. Yeah. And it's just like. So people don't think of it as like a taboo thing or like something yeah, like exciting. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, sure. Like it's dragging. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like I had a, I had a man when I was on tour with Lakaj come up to me and thought I was Jujubee, one of the drag queens from Drag Race, in the airport. And was like, <laughs> are you Jujubee? And I was like. No. And he's like, you look just like Jujubee. And I'm like, thanks. I'm like, I'm a, you know, just hanging out at the airport. Just, just an Asian, just, just an Asian person. Yeah, an Asian <laughs> You know, I'm just like hanging out. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, I wa-, he's like, I love Drag Race. Um, I watch it with my daughter. And I was like, good for you, middle-aged white man. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just like to know how, you know, accepted how we've and how far we've come mm. is, is an amazing thing. And to be a part of that 
Well, so I was just going to say it is so amazing that you are doing what you're doing and you're following your heart. And because you're following your heart, um, you're just opening up doors for yourself, which in turn is opening up doors for other people. So we so appreciate you coming on and talking to us because it's just another way for people to access you and talk to you. Aww. And you're so important. Oh, you're important. Thanks for doing this. Do you have any advice for just anyone out there? For just yeah. anyone out there, it's just, I, I mean, it could sound so cheesy, but it's like, just be true to yourself. You know what I mean? That's exactly what we wanted to hear. But it's, <laughs> I know. I'm but it's just like, you know them. what I mean? And it's like, because you, you know, it's, it's so easy to be affected by everything around you. And it's like, it's battles that I have every moment of the day. It's why I change like 300 times before I leave the house. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, how will people think I look like this? But, you know, you get to a point where you're like, this is what I want to wear. This is what I love. This is how I want to present myself. This is all of that stuff. And it's just like, why not? Why not? You know, if, you know, sometimes you can get into danger for stuff like that, but it's like, (laughs) more often than not, it's just fine. And like, people might stare at you like, you know, I don't think my fashion choices or the way I look are that outrageous, but you know, like wearing a, like a very shiny silver shoe might like attract somebody's eye and they might think it's funny, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you probably never thought that you could wear a silver shoe, but I'm happy to show you that you can. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm black head to toe with a touch of silver. Yeah. And it's just like, I, even if they don't agree with it, I still open their eye at, at that opportunity. And it's yeah, like, then and maybe the next time they'll see it. Exactly. Like yeah. You know huh. what I mean? It's like, yeah. cause like that is how things move. It's just like, you have to see something like, it's like the motto of, of, of my life is like, if you see something, it, it gives you allowance to, to do it because it's like, you're like, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to look in the mirror and say, it's okay. Do whatever you like. Do you? You do you, boo boo. Yeah. Push those boundaries. <laughs> Bitches all in, titties out, turkeys done. Yeah. Oh. Get them dreams. Get them dreams, boo boo. <laughs> That was the truly amazing Jay Magis. And now you know him a little better. You absolutely understand why he had to be a two-part series. Come on, right? Not only is he living out his Broadway dreams, but he's also affecting change and talking about it. My biggest takeaway from chatting to him was to try and be the change you want to see. So inspiring and so freaking awesome. Again, you can follow our Jay on Insta at Jay Magis. You can follow us on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast, on Twitter at Teeth Tits, and on our website, titsandteethpodcast.com. If you liked our pod, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and keep on being you, you absolute bloody legend. In the words of our Jay, get them dreams. Thanks for an amazing start to the new year, beauties. Keep being that change, keep smiling, and keep your tits up and your teeth out, because we bloody love you.